Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the student of the game. I am Kyle Nash, the student of the game. And hey, listen, if you're here, chances are you like talking sport. We're glad you chose to do it with us here tonight or whenever you are listening to this on demand, whether it be on the Huddle Up Podcast Inc. YouTube channel uh, or out there on my Twitter feed, the SOTG, or out there on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any of those lovely forums for podcasting that you know, love, and enjoy out there on Twitch as well. If you're interested in that, if you're a new age, younger person, and respect my efforts to try to be hip and with it. Um, nonetheless, here we are, of course. Welcome in. And I got to say, if uh, well, if you've been hiding under an NFL rock, you know by now, unless you have been, I should say, uh, that Aaron Charles Rogers has officially taken flight to become a jet. There, that's the latest permutation of that pun, I'm sure you've heard. But nonetheless, Aaron Charlie Rodgers is a jet. Talked a bit about that with Darrell Wilson, excuse me, Darrell Owens yesterday of uh, Legacy Maker Sports. Uh, that pod has been out there, too. So the day before we recorded this, had a little reaction from him from the Packers perspective. But now let me get into this with the Jets. Yeah, so it's very interesting that a guy's first foray, his first press conference in his new home, he makes a comment about how he saw the Super Bowl three trophy and uh, commented on how empty and lonely it looked there in the case. Okay, so, um, listen, <laughs> we know that Aaron Charles Rogers is a little bit of, um, I'm just going to say prima donna rather than try to dance with it. But, um, dude, you've only won one Super Bowl yourself. You're now going to take the weight of the entire Packer organization their Super Bowls and count that as if it makes you somehow greater than the chance as a franchise. I mean, you kind of are, but l listen, bro. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> you know, that, that's, uh, that, that, I'm not trying to say that that's a little too cocky, but that's a little too cocky. Right. And then you're going to be out there. This isn't, this is going to be up there with LeBron James, not one, not two, not three, somebody in the New York media, or the East Rutherford media, depending on how you want to quote it. But somebody in that media group is going to remember that you said that. And if it doesn't go well, for whatever reason, you better bet that's going to come up. And I think that's, that's the part we don't see. Oh, sure. It's the first day. The media can't really go after you too much, though. I will say there are some positives that came out of that first time presser more on that in a second, but that's the way you decide to open is with that. Now, I get it. He's saying some of the right things, too. You know, I plan to be here for the foreseeable future, whatever that means. I don't see it going past two years. If I'm being honest, dude is 31 or excuse me, 39. I think him uh, playing past 40 is a lot to ask, not just of him, but anybody like we're all uh, the term, you know, the media at least has been spoiled by Thomas Edward Patrick Bieber, Bla uh, Brady playing to um, age 167 in football years, a.k.a. 45 uh, in human years, you know, so they feel like a guy who's, you know, 39. Sure, he has plenty left in the tank. I'm not there. Um, but 
him saying that he'll be here for the foreseeable future and him saying that he plans on attending off-season workouts. Hey, listen, you can't ask for anything more than that because at least Rodgers is acknowledging in a whole new world um, he would need to adapt to these players. I get it that Garrett Wilson, for example, was the student of the game rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year last year, but you still need that time to gel and get used to these teammates, get them used to your cadence, get protections in line, you know, maybe understand that you don't have to run for your life, um, even if you could at age 39 the same way you used to. You know, remember, kids, Aaron Charles Rodgers used to lead the Packers in rushing yards before it was cool for quarterbacks to do that, right? This isn't a guy who's Deshaun Watson or Andrew Luck or anything like that in terms of being a runner, and yet he ran that much and got a lot of yards doing it. Well, hopefully he doesn't have to do that anymore, especially with, uh, you know, Brock Purdy's former teammate, Brees Hall, returning from injury, right? So here's the thing, though. With all those positives I mentioned, and the Jets' defense is pretty good, I have people claiming Super Bowl. There's even some idiot whose names I don't name I don't know, and I don't want to glorify it anyway, but I believe he's on ESPN that tried to say that in the current offseason rankings leading up to the power rankings, I should say, leading up to the draft, he has the Jets at number one. Jesus, Lord Almighty, Christ in heaven. <sighs> By the way, if anybody who needs a reminder this time, well, I shouldn't say this time, but on or about. 20 and a half years ago when I started duty, doing this, people like that, saying that kind of stuff and get, getting paid to do it. That's why I got into it because I figured I had a shot. But I say all that to say this. The Jets aren't going to the Super Bowl. Stop it. The Jets might get to the AFC Championship game, but I don't think so. They are not getting to the Super Bowl. They are not winning the conference. Why do I think they can't win the conference? It's a great question, folks. Here's why I'm here's where I'm going. I'm not convinced they can get out of their own division, right? If we're supposed to be hearing, and granted, this is the night, this is draft eve. So maybe somebody will make colossal mistakes during the draft. I know the Dolphins can't in night one, they don't have a first round pick. But the Packers didn't give up a first-round pick, though there are dumb people out there that have said, the Packers gave up, excuse me, yeah, the Packers, uh, no, the Jets gave up two first-round picks to the Packers. No, they didn't. They went back two spots. And I'm willing to bet, if you happen to agree, at least with the Rell Owens, that that will not change whom they pick from the board at that time, just based on the particular need and what was out there, especially if you pay attention to the student game real mock draft yes Darrell picked 15 uh for the Packers and as he said he wouldn't have picked anything different up at um 13 now I don't know if Tuan Staley would pick something different at 15 instead of 13 but that's a whole other question the punchline is this very little change at that particular juncture is expected it's probably why they did it it's a nice little you know how you say uh, frosting on top of the cake that was this trade, which was, you know, basically a second, a sixth, and a first rounder next year, assuming Rodgers plays 65% of snaps, which I can only assume that he will. Um, injury notwithstanding, which I don't even want to open up. 
what happens if Aaron Charles Rogers gets injured. By the way, remember uh, Brett Favre going to the Jets and that being a disaster? What started the disaster was him and his shoulder being hurt and that going off the rails and getting out of control. The Jets still have to contend with the fact that their division might be the only one that got a little better everywhere except for the Bills who are still really good, even though we will claim that they are regressing. I know I'm thinking they will not be as good as last year. But if Tua can stay healthy, the, the Dolphins, pretty tough to beat. Um, for the Jets, anyway. Right? It, 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 we, it, the Bills, we think they're regressing. They're still an incredibly tough team. And, oh, by the way, Bilicic still there and was one game away from a playoff appearance with the squad he's got and Mac Jones, a quarterback. And I know there's some turmoil there, which is interesting because it may be a situation where Brady wanted to win so bad as a seventh rounder, he was willing to take more crap than Mac Jones, who's a first round quarterback and is now in open alleged conflict with Bill Belichick. Now, granted, he hasn't been traded or anything like that. I don't think that will happen. Um, and let's not act like that that Mac Jones didn't have a legitimate gripe. Um, it, let's just put it this way. I'm wondering if uh, the Patriots will change their draft strategy and now and then, in fact, put themselves out of the fourth best spot on paper in the AFC East. Um you know, it's the intangibles that get them competitive and make them dangerous to the Jets or anybody else in the division in question. So, I, by the way, it's not like Aaron Charles Rogers starts fast either. The past two seasons, he's had basically a horrible start against some decent opponent and then gets hot later, as even the Packers did last year, right? I should say the past three years, not the past two. But let's pretend for a minute they win the division outright. I'm not I'm pretty certain they won't get home field throughout nor do I believe that the Packers will get a bye. Or check that the Jets will get a bye. I'm still adjusting guys. Listen, it's 3 decades of quarterbacks uh, uh, quarterbacking from two guys. All right? I said it wrong. I'm more likely to get that wrong than I am Red Tails. I mean Commanders. See what I did there? Um so if they make the playoffs which will probably happen. I'll be honest. I know the AFC is the stronger conference, but I feel like the Jets will surprise enough people with A.A. Ron Charlay Rodgers and have just enough balance throughout their football team to where they'll sneak into a playoff spot. At the very least competitive, but I think they will sneak into a playoff spot. Now, that means at some point, they'll have to knock off, knock off some combination of the following teams, probably. Granted, the draft hasn't happened yet. I reserve the right to change my mind. But the Jaguars, the uh, Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Bills, and the Chargers, we'll say. The Chargers are up and down. The Chargers go in Charger at times. But... They, there is no guarantee the Jets will beat the Chargers in a playoff game today. I'm not convinced they'll necessarily beat the Jaguars in a playoff game today because we have yet to see how much they will improve their roster. We know their offense is going to be more explosive than it was just from the addition of Calvin Ridley. And a lot of people are sleeping on the addition of Dearness Johnson, which I think is a mistake. 
um, if they successfully upgrade their defense in the draft, which hasn't happened as of this recording. I have to keep repeating that because I know I'm hosting the Team NBS Media Draft Show uh, Thursday night um, for, you know, the opening ceremonies of what Team NBS Media is doing there with, of course, Sensei Jeff Barnes and Professor Bill Carroll. But if they successfully upgrade their defense, I have no reason to believe the Jets will beat them in the playoffs necessarily. They might. They could. I'm not sure I could say it outright as a certainty. Okay? Then we're moving over to the Bengals. Ha! You're expecting me to believe Aaron Charlay Rodgers is going to outduel that offense as it's constructed. Put the pipe down. I'm not there. Maybe uh, the the Jets can beat the Bills in a playoff game, but that would probably that would definitely be the third time they played each other if that happens. And by the way, have you seen how clutch Aaron Rodgers is not in his past two playoff appearances? Again. Significant upgrade. I'm not saying the Jets should have necessarily not done it. Um, it's going to uplift the franchise. It's going to be a good little bit of patchwork. Personally, I think they should. They would have done well waiting one more year and then putting themselves in position to get um, kid out of USC, Caleb Williams. But I don't know that Robert Sala's job would have still been intact by that point. So I think that's another factor here. I think Rodgers will do enough to save Robert Sala's job or rather maintain him on that sideline. I'll agree with that. Especially with him being smart enough to sub out Mike or sub in Mike White for Zach Wilson. Good God, what a disaster. But I'll put it this way. The biggest person with pressure on them, I mean, Roger's going to have some, but I think Robert Sala, if this does not make it to the playoffs, um, I don't know that he's just hot seated. I think they, I think they pull the trigger and they let him go there uh, with the Jets, and he'll need to find another job. I don't know. Whatever. whole lot going on here with that situation. <clears throat> Let's get another weigh-in on it. The madman cometh, Mark Mancini. Welcome in, big man. Wow, baby, you're laying it down, but you know what? I'm all in on the Jets, man. I I, I, I like this, you know? I, I, I had a buddy send me a hat a long time ago, and I'm wearing it, you know, the Jets hat, and I'm not a big, you know, uh, New York type of guy, but you know what? I'm excited, man. He's got an offensive line. He's got a defensive line. He's got his uh, wide receiver. He's got his offensive coordinator. There's a great head coach there. I like the Jets' position, and I told you this before. The SEC is the AFC. The NFC North, if they lose Cousins in that division and the NFC West, let's put it this way. That looks like the Big Sky Conference, my friend. Nobody pays attention to that. And you know what? If somebody's going to have a party here, I guess the city of Chicago would be having a party now that Aaron Rodgers is out of their damn division. <laughs> well, yeah, you make that point. I talked to that quite a bit with uh, Darrell Owens in the pod I did with him yesterday when the news broke. And yeah, you know, them starting Jordan Love, Mark, is I think the reason why they're doing that isn't so much confidence in Jordan Love, but a lack of confidence in the rest of that division, right? I mean, well, and it's not even the worst in the conference, buddy. Well, look, look, look at this. Look at the, when you look at Green Bay now. Lowe's been carrying the clipboard for a couple seasons. They've been feeling pretty damn good in Green Bay, knowing that Brett Favre left off all those years he gave, and then you had like what eighteen with Darren Rodgers. I mean, that's a lot of years with two good quarterbacks. You have to go back to 
the lame duck Lynn Dickey and all those guys back then. <laughs> and when Green Bay was an afterthought, but you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to get tested here. And let me tell you, when they look at their schedule and when they get their record about two and seven, they're going to realize, wow, what did we do? We got to get a quarterback in here. Love might not be the answer, but the division is so damn bad. If cousins leaves man, Oh man, I'm looking at the West and I'm looking at the, uh, uh, north, and I'm seeing there's only two teams, maybe Seattle and Detroit, and the rest you can throw them in a hopper. But you know what? I'm really in a tizzy here because I've been saying for a long time ago, Ron Rivera needs to go. How do you not pick up the fifth option on Chase Young and you pick it up on Montez Sweat? What the hell is this guy doing in Washington? Well, I mean, listen, the embarrassment of riches that the Red Tails have there um, that they can even talk about not picking it up for Chase Young. That's a very interesting conversation, but it tells me that they're trying to put weapons other places around a new quarterback they're looking for whenever they do get him. Yeah. I don't, does anybody really believe that Jacoby Brissett, as much as I like him, or Sam Howell, as much as I don't like him, is the future of that franchise? I don't. I think they're. I think they're kind of. I think they're setting the table to do something to be in the Caleb Williams, um, sweet state sweepstakes. Next year, right? Illin for Williams. I'm calling it so far. I'm I'm working yeah, on. I like it. that. I'm yeah, on, I, I I like where you're going with that because when you look at their proud history, Billy Kilmer, Sonny Jurgensen, Doug Williams, Joe Theismann, Mark Rippin. I mean, the list goes on. And Jacoby Brissett? No, that's not going <laughs> to cut it in Washington, man. They they you know they need they need a they need a guy to lead them, just like in Pittsburgh when you had all their you know Terry Bradshaw, Big Ben. You know, Kenny Pickett, Cordell Stewart wasn't the answer. Hold on. You you thought Mitchell Trubisky was the answer. We're going to go there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, slash I under the yeah, bus. Yeah, we slash got him, slash got him to an AFC championship game, and if Bettis were healthy, they might have had a shot. Let's not let's not do that to poor Slash now. Don't do well, that you to know. Mitchell Trubisky. Come on, man, man. What's sometimes up? I, sometimes I bring that black and gold bus from the Berg and I keep going forward and then I reverse it. Then I go forward and then I reverse <laughs> it, man. You know, hey, I've been doing that with the Dodger fans today, man. They're calling oh, me boy. out. I said, go win a go win a World Series playing a full season in more than three decades, man. Call me back. <laughs> then somebody told me the hatred for the Dodgers is not good for me. I said, well, you know, I run it off. I'm, somebody, somebody, somebody's going to toot the horn in the in the in in the Steel City. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's why you got your Pirates podcast, man. I'm with you. Yeah, I got oh, you. Oh man, yeah. You but know, let it, me bring it full circle. I say all that I say about your Red Tails in order. Sorry, Commanders. In order to <laughs> say, I think that you uh, that Riverboat Ron is already a lame duck. I think Eric Bieniemy was acquired, and he will be the next head coach there. I'm pretty much convinced. Oh, yeah. And I think oh, yeah. Rivera is still there because of all the stuff that's been going on with ownership and the now even the selling of the team being on the table. They can't change coaches right now in the middle of all that mess. Are you crazy? Yeah, no. No, 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 no. And, and the enemy's going to be it. You see the leadership there. You see the new ownership coming in. I mean, the enemy about- will take the reins. I think this guy's just holding the seat, make it warm for Eric the enemy. 
Yeah. And bye-bye, Ron Rivera. I've never been a big Rivera guy. I mean, think about it. They're bringing in this in Josh uh, Josh Harris's ownership group, which has Magic Johnson as a minority owner, <laughs> and they're making yeah. a whole political statement. Of course, over and above all that, they're going to bring in the enemy and make him a a uh, a coach of color to just completely flip yeah. any implication of imp- uh, political incorrectness it, it, that got us here in the first place. Well, exactly. Track. You know. Hey, let me let me take a shot at the Tennessee Titans. You got you got a seven hundred sixty billion dollars stadium you're going to build. Why don't you change your damn uniforms and get a better logo? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! You know. Now we're going to get hate mail from Nashville on that. But I'm going to call it like I see it, man. I mean, come on, change the uniforms, man. They don't. Even, do you see those hideous looking things? They look like well. You know, I I don't know. They look like a, a second-rated college uniform. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I I if they rebranded, I would not be angry. I'll put it that way. But uh, listen, man, that that whole logo and that whole situation was a rock and a hard place kind of situation. You know, the Tennessee Oilers wasn't going to work, but they wanted to keep with the spirit of the franchise. That's why they have that lighter. Well, blue. you know what? Put a put a guitar on the side of the helmet. You're in Music City. Come on, man. I mean. That's actually not a bad idea, but um, <laughs> listen, I, 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 I hear that. Uh, I'll put it this way. It would not be the worst hate mail we got from Titan fans, considering I cover the Jacksonville Jaguars for the three-point conversion in Asia yeah. sports. How about that? Well, yeah, no doubt about it. I'm getting hate mail from Southeast saying my Milwaukee Bucks are going home. I go, whoa, wait a minute. That stake is not all the way in Milwaukee, man. They still got three games and they got one tonight. I'll say this, Mark Mancini. If they take it to game seven in Milwaukee, I think <laughs> the Bucks will pull it out. But if it doesn't, yeah, if 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 it gets to game seven, I, I'm going to pick the the 3-1 upset, you know. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, they play tonight. Um, they're going to play. Uh, shortly after this podcast, so we may not know the result, but by the time the people at home are hearing the podcast version, but um, that's, listen, it's the one instance I didn't actually account for in my assessment. I, I have said 40 years, yeah. that if Middleton shows up, they will do well in the playoffs. It never dawned on me that Giannis would get hurt, you know. Yeah, so. it's it's tough. The Miami and Philly playing pretty tough. Always have in the in the playoffs. The Bucks run roughshod during the regular season. You got to get another title in the Cream City, but hopefully they can pull it out. You know what? When you look at the NBA, maybe they're pushing to get relevancy in LA with the Lakers and New York with the Knicks, and have you know rekindled memory of that in the seventies. Oh, surely, yeah, right. I mean, you're talking about. He wasn't Kareem yet. He was still Lou Alcindor as a buck. So yeah. that'll tell you everything. Yeah. And we don't we yeah, we don't have Earl Monroe, Walt Frazier, uh, you know, streaming the sidelines either. So yeah, that should be interesting. Yeah, there you Boy, go. Boy, but I'm ready for the draft, man. I'm looking, you know what? I, I will tell you this. I'm trying to figure this out. I don't know what the love fest is with CJ Stroud mm-hmm. and Bryce Young, but I got a hunch the Panthers are gonna take one of those guys. And why isn't Richardson in this talk? Why isn't Bennett in this talk? Why why can't these guys stop tripping over their shoelace with these two quarterbacks that I'm not really putting a lot of stock in? Well, it, it, well, it's not that people aren't talking about Anthony Richardson, Mark. I mean, like he's he's going to be a top five pick. I think we're pretty good about that. 
I think it's because of how finished a product that these quarterbacks are. I mean, just think back a, cu a couple years ago, right? The Patriots got Mac Jones because he was a safer bet. And um, the, the Niners took a swing for the fences with Trey Lance. And that was seen as risky. And look where they are with it now. You yeah. know, so though there's some of that, some worry that that somebody who gets Anthony Richardson will repeat, will repeat history. I'll say I like Richardson better as a prospect than I did Trey Lance. But, um, you know, I, I think that's a big part of it there, too. I don't think anybody's particularly in love with this class in general. I think I think draft Knicks out there are starved for quarterback attention because they did not have it last year. I mean, well, the conversation I had last year hosting the Team NBS Media Draft Show uh, uh, in my in its inaugural form, such that it was, um, and 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 you know, showed people, hey, it still will be a compelling draft. Now, granted, I didn't know the Eagles there were going to do a damn swap meet with all the trades yeah. in the first round. Yeah, but what, here's the thing, Kyle. I mean, yeah. why wouldn't you take a, a a chance on Stetson Bennett, who's got back to back titles there? He reminds me of Burrow in Cincinnati. Why wouldn't you build your team around a Stetson Bennett? I don't know that Stetson Bennett has that kind of swag, for one. Uh, I, and two, I think people are still kind of trying to figure out kind of the, that COVID-era college player, right? Those guys that have extra years, where normally if somebody's a 25-year-old, they get a little intimidated, but they forget about the fact that dudes had an extra year of eligibility they may have opted to use so rather than see it as more experience more time for them to have weighed down their you know their game instead of just being an older guy with four years they got to remember it also means an extra year full experience now Stetson Bennett also has the advantage of being by surrounded by some of the premier college football talent in the nation to kind of uh Shine him up a little bit if you catch my meaning, you know. Well, yeah, but you still gotta you gotta make the plays. You're the quarterback of the defending champs, and the, the first time they've been defending champs in quite a while, back to back in college football. I mean, I I would hitch my wagon to Stetson Bennett more so than I would with C.J. Stroud. When was the? I keep using the analogy. When was the last time Ohio State quarterbacks have made an impact in the NFL? Um, the last time that, uh, and I'm not talking it, Justin Fields because Justin Fields hasn't made an impact in, 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 in the NFL. Yeah. He's improving, but he's not there yet. That's completely fair. Um, I would see that and raise you maybe the last time an Alabama quarterback made that, make that kind of an impact other than John Matthew Stafford, name me another Georgia quarterback. That's prominent. You know, that's, well, yeah, but I'm, 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 I'm going, I'm going off, I'm going off of Alabama and I'm going off of Georgia where their coaches have prepared them for the pros. I, I I can't say the same thing where Ohio State has prepared their quarterbacks for the pros. Okay, well, I mean, maybe maybe you're stuck watching a little bit too much XFL and A.J. McCarron's doing his thing, but what did Greg McElroy ever do? Mac Jones is still on the mend, yeah. Uh, name me another guy. Well, you know. well, I, I, Matt, Mac Jones, I, I've always said, and we, 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 we've done this show for quite a while, and we've always said, that you give me Kenny Pickett, Mac Jones, and Trevor Lawrence, and they're going to be decade quarterbacks. Now, whether they stay in that city or not is another thing, but mm. I like them big pocket passer type of guys that can see the defense. Look at all the problems they're having with, you know, Murray out there in Arizona. And, and you know, look at, look at what they're going to probably have with another C.J. Stroud coming back. C.J. Stroud hasn't done anything for me. You and I can throw against Northwestern and Indiana every <laughs> Saturday. I'm not oh. sold on these guys. I really ain't. And yeah, they 
they bring out the running backs and, and, and stuff like that in the big O. But other than that, when was the last time? I, I'd have to go back to Arch Schleister, the Riverboat Gambler, when Ohio mm. State maybe brought somebody out. But I'm not sold on these guys. I don't know if it's a different style of football they're playing in the Big Ten there. Maybe it's going to change now, but I'm not sold on on, on, on C.J. Stroud, and I'm not really sold on, you know, what? Uh, Bryce Young. Bryce yeah. Young. Well, here's the thing, and, and this is a point that I heard Joel Klatt make that I think is pretty strong. Project quarterbacks are seeing more success than they've seen lately. You're looking for that big, tall guy that can see over that's that pocket passer. Um, uh, unless they can happen to run as well, that ain't it, right? Who who are your two Super Bowl quarterbacks, for example, uh, uh, Mark? It's Patrick LeVon Mahomes II, who – was who nobody had on their bingo card except for Andy Reid. Everybody thought they were nuts. Mitchell Trubisky got picked, was traded up to get selected ahead of Patrick LeVon Mahomes II. And who's the other guy? Jalen Hurts, a dude that was a project that was never meant to start as soon as he was. Carson Wentz was supposed to revive and didn't. And then Jalen Hurts comes in, and all of a sudden he's taking a he not only is he taking a team to the Super Bowl, but if it wasn't for Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second and an unfortunate situation where a defender got beat and decided to commit a penalty instead of, you know, not getting beat. Jalen Hurts is a Super Bowl MVP. Well, not only that, Jalen Hurts learned from the best. He learned in Oklahoma, he learned in Alabama. I mean, he was mentally prepared to play the game. And you you want to know something? Jalen Hurts could be better than Donovan McNabb. Now, that I'll agree with 100%. And yeah. that's not a shot at McNabb. I think Matt, McNabb's a good quarterback. But I think he should get more Hall of Fame consideration he, than he, he does. And, and there's a guy that learned, learned, like I said, so when you, when you put up a guy like Jalen Hurts and match him up with a Justin Fields and stuff, you can stand there and say, well, he learned in Alabama, he learned at Oklahoma, and he was mentally prepared to play football. He's a, he's a grounded kid. You know, he takes things in stride. He worked hard to where he is today, and I love Jalen Hurts. I've always loved Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but if you're going to mention coaching, Ponda, and and listen, I ain't arguing against Saban as a solid coach. Let's not get stupid, right? But if we're going to talk, have that coaching conversation, Mark, you know you got to bring up Kool-Aid man Andy Reid and then Sirianni coming up and coming as another hot coach, man. You got to give them their credit. You know, yeah, that, that's a bigger factor than than um than whatever it is in college. You could do get a dude from Delaware to make a difference. Just ask John Harbaugh. Well, I think Sirianni upgraded, man. Look at the defensive coordinator he brought in there, Mike Patricia. I like yeah. Mike Patricia. You know, I, I think he's 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 gonna do wonders there with the Philly one. You know, he's not a head coach. We found that out. We we found that out. Josh McDaniels is not a head coach. But well, if you let him do what he does go, best and keep him in New England. He's a hell of a coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Here we go in, in in Oakland with him getting another head coaching job. That's a whole other ball of wax. Yeah, sure. yeah. I mean that that's. Can you imagine the the A's are leaving Oakland? That's a travesty. I I ain't even trying to take it there right now, brother. But um, yeah, you know. Let's bring, let's bring it back to the NBA really quick, man. Tell me something about the Lakers. What's going on there, man? Well, they got uh, LeBron that's putting the team on his back, man. Schroeder there is is playing out of control, and you're kind of scratching your head wondering how this guy's been in the league for a few years. But uh, he also gave up the big money not signing when the Lakers offered him. Mm-hmm. But the dude that's killing him is Anthony Davis, man. Come on, man. Big centers in L.A., Will Chamberlain, Shaquille O'Neal. 
And Dwight Howard, you're coming here and you're giving us this effort with four or five points. You're going to do Powell Gasol like that, like he didn't exist? I like, well, Powell Gasol was, <laughs> you know what? I think Powell Gasol any day of the week over Anthony Davis. Well, I'll tell you, he's got 22 tonight, and 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 I don't think I don't think Davis's problem is talent. I think his problem is staying on the floor and being healthy. You can't help the club in the tub. Which takes me to this question, Mark, because you're a guy, you live in L.A. Um, we talk about Kevin Durant and and that whole situation with the fact that there is no possible way he could be healthy through an entire playoff series, and that's what's going to keep the Suns out of relevance in the playoffs, even if they do get past the first round, which, I mean, that's still a whole battle. Well, right? they got, well, here's the thing with the Suns, and I'm not sold on it. They took advantage of a depleted Clipper team here. Right. No Paul George. Uh, Ky- Kyrie uh, Leonard has a, a torn miscus now in his knee. I mean, they took advantage of the Clippers. They beat them up, and we'll find out in the next round. I really can care less who runs out of that with the Suns and the Nuggets. I'm not sold on that. But you know what? The Lakers, they'll get past Memphis here. And this Memphis team is young. They're dysfunctional. They got some guys that like Bain a lot. Morant's trying to figure out if he's not Allen Iverson sometimes. You know, Luke Kennard's good. Jackson's good. But, you know, Brooks needs to keep his mouth shut. You don't want to poke the bear, man, especially the guy that's been <laughs> delivering championships in three different cities, and you haven't done anything. So I think Memphis – and you know the, the coach kind of reminds you the guy from the White Shadow. What's what that was that guy that played the TV show The White Shadow? Remember the day TV show? I can't even think of it, man. Giving no, away my age now, but yeah. <laughs> well, but, but I mentioned the, the Grizz. The Grizzlies aren't going nowhere. They're they read their headlines. They're, they're, the Lakers will get Golden State probably or Sacramento. That's going to be a nice series. I look for the Lakers maybe to you know, push this thing, see how far they can go. The big surprise is what's happening with the Knicks and the Cavs. I thought the Cavs would steamroll these guys. And what had happened was, yeah, now as it would turn out, the uh, the Knicks are going to move on here, it looks like, if you believe what you see. So, um, yeah, you know, and then somebody will tell, tell me, what am I liking in hockey? Hey, you know what? My Penguins aren't there, but I like the Maple Leafs. They're playing the WWE gauntlet there, man. They're throwing people in the boards, the ice, and everything. <laughs> I like what Toronto's doing, man. You know, so it's interesting there. Who knows the Kings out here? A guy told me the other day, Connor McDavid's going to be better than Wayne Gretzky. I said, you know what? Before you call me, you shouldn't drink and get out of the VW bus and put the peace, the, 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 the peace pipe down, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> they, they don't play defense in Edmonton. You can only score on the power play. And this guy's going to be better than Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, right. This guy put the NHL on the map in the West Coast. Listen, maybe they'll come close with goals, but they'll never get as many points as Gretzky. That dude was a team oh, player just oh, as much yeah. as he could score. You know, yeah, but that's that's the thing, man. Let me take it back to this real quick, because what I was going to compare the Suns and the Lakers that I don't hear enough about is we keep hearing about KD's going to be injured, they'll never last, et cetera, et cetera. But with the Lakers, we're supposed to believe that 570-year-old LeBron James and uh, made of glass, Anthony Davis, AD, they're supposed to be able to stay throughout this entire playoff series healthy. Now, I get it. The Lakers have never lost a series when the two guys stay healthy. They're on track to actually, yeah, it's, what is it? They're in the third quarter and the Lakers are down one. So it's still very real that the Grizz could get eliminated tonight in their home floor. We won't Yeah, know. when the Grizz finds himself down by 10, they're going to say, do we make the trip out to L.A.? Why don't we just wave the white towel and mail it in, stay in Memphis? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they, they could still get very well uh, eliminated tonight and all that. But 
with those two guys on the Lakers squad, how am I supposed to believe that they're going to stay healthy for the duration? Well, that's the big problem in LA. They, you know, they, those guys, they, they got limited offensive uh, uh, behind those two. You know, you got to get scoring from the guys like Reeves and uh, uh, Hachimura. I love Hachimura, the kid they picked up from Washington, but they got limited scoring. Yeah, you're going to have to really rely on, you know, LeBron to carry the load like he's been. And I'm surprised Memphis didn't really try to gang tackle him and try to put two guys on him, but that would free somebody else to make a big shot. I like what he's doing. I mean, 20 and 20, the, I mean, it's just amazing what he's doing at his age, but a lot of people don't care for LeBron. I love LeBron. Um, I'm not a big uh, KD guy. I'm not a big Phoenix guy, even though I do radio with the, the in, in Phoenix with some of the guys and stuff, but I call it like I see it. Maybe I'm like Charles Barkley, man. I'm going to call it like I see it. You know, either you like it or you don't. I'm not a big fan of it. Kevin Durant, to me, wouldn't make my top 25 of the all-time NBA. See, listen, madman Mark Mancini telling the world I am not a role model. Yeah, uh, I gotta, sometimes you got to clarify yourself. I got to, you know, I live in L.A., but I, t- I tell these people at Dodgers, I'm not, your place is a dump, man. It's not like PNC Park, man. It's not gorgeous, man. You got the rivers. You got the Roberto Clemente Bridge. Hey, at least it's not Oakland, brother. How about that? Yeah. Anyways, last last thought before I let you go. Um, I hate when you let me go, man. I love you, brother. You know that. Hey, man. Listen, I got I got my guy Ernest Christian in the yeah, first. I know. To talk some NBA, so that's going to be fun. But listen, man, I, I got to ask for the Jets right now. I know they haven't done their draft, but I'm going to put the over under at nine and a half games. Where do you see the Jets finishing in the regular season? I will tell you right now, the Jets were on TV one time last year, and you probably remember the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars in New York. Right. But he's a season ticket holder there for the Jets. I will tell you right now, it's must-see TV with the Jets. They're going to be on a lot of primetime games and stuff. I look for them to get 11 wins. So that he's taking the I'm going over the nine and a half. Yeah. I like what they're doing in New York. I, I don't want them to take uh, advantage of my Steelers there, but I like Aaron Rodgers. He's got his flip-flops. He's probably walking around near the Statue of Liberty and getting excited. Man, the guarantee, the Broadway Joes are up. He took number eight. I love it, man. Watch out for the Jets. He's there for voluntary workouts. And tell that main man of yours when he comes in, fear the deer, man. We're going game seven with the Miami Heat. (laughs) Oh, boy. Fear the deer. I'm pretty sure we're going to get some quotations from the Rock here. Later on, when he on, on that note, my pirates are making the Dodgers walk to play eight to one in the eighth. Enjoy that, my friend. Until next time, Mark Mancini. I love night. you, brother, man. You're the best. This show's the best. Can't wait for next week. Take care, my guy. And of course, listen, not often he comes on my show, but this guy is so desperate for abuse sometimes. He'll come in, the host of everybody's favorite segment on the Huddle Up podcast, the one that got merch first tool time my man and power ranking extraordinaire allegedly Ernest dj christian what's up buddy what's going on man happy wednesday to you brother oh hey listen it is now that i'm talking to you my guy this whole huddle up hiatus thing where i'm the guy only one regularly producing here on the stream for huddle up Bing, Bing, yeah <laughs> well, you know there's off season time and you know because we, we we go hard in, in no no i don't know how it is oh, that's right you don't know that's right yeah you go hard all the time that's what she said. Old time, yeah. Watch XFL, dummy. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not that I'm not interested in that. I don't have the time for it. Like, I'm 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 an NBA junkie. 
<laughs> so every night is to feel like, like right now you you can't see it here in the studio, but I got my iPad up right now, my iPad and my iPhone right now. But I'm both games right now. Currently, Knicks game right now, and then in the Lakers game here. So yeah, which by the way, like the Knicks winning that series, it's I mean they're up ten. Looks like it. Up by ten late in the fourth. How 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 disappointing is that for the Cavaliers, my guy? It's look. I thought it'd be a close series. I had Cleveland seven. So when I say Cleveland seven, it means that I expect the competitive back and forth. Ultimately, I thought Cleveland had a better elite players. Devin Mitchell, who had a Fantastic year, uh, should be probably all NBA first team, but maybe second team. It's the way they lost here. They they look unprepared. The Knicks look like a team that just like they play like together as a team. And I, and I gotta tell you, like the Jalen Brunson, the, look, and that's only one year in, but the Jalen Brunson signing might be in a one year sample the greatest one year signing in the history of of of, of, of the NBA, of the NBA because <laughs> look at look at the value. Because even though like. The contract in itself right now, in comparison to his production versus what everybody else does, it's a great value for the Knicks. And, and even even I thought he was being overpaid at the time. Man, a five, four years, hundred something million dollars. That's 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 a, that's nothing. It, it's hard to associate a franchise associated with the name Jimmy Dolan um, to make a good deal. <laughs> right. But here we are. No, but seriously. You know, and look, I'm not a Nick fan, but man, man, job well done by these Knicks. These Knicks. Um, it, it, it's always fun when they're relevant. At least it's always fun as an NBA fan when they're relevant. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they deserve it, and, and, and it's been a, it's been a culture change this year, and it's good to see that. The NBA, the the, the, the Knicks are a tide that rises all ships when they're good. Uh, I, they can keep not winning championships. I'm down with that, but yeah. <laughs> but um, as, as a Heat fan, definitely I like to see that. Uh, as a, as a Heat fan. Hadn't even dropped the line. Yet. Go heat, bitch. Let's go. You've been on the show at least three minutes, not one go heat, bitch. I'm so disappointed. I, I just said right now. You, you, you hear me? I, I just said it. I heard it. It's just you got to be prompted for it. I mean, do listen. Much better. See, but that's what I'm talking about. Well, I shouldn't yeah. need a soundboard to get go heat, bitch, out of you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, anyway, speaking of go heat, bitch, like how much longer before Jimmy Butler has a stroke? What the hell? He's a grinder, dude. That 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 dude. It's amazing how that how that guy can raise his level of play for the regular season playoffs. And it's not, it's not to say he's not a bad regular season player, no. But he becomes a a top five, top three guy in the postseason, and it's amazing how he's, he's done this year after year after year. And I gotta tell you, I've been having conversations with my family about this, too, who are also big basketball fans too. He is oh, sneakily he, starting to build a, a, a yeah, that too. <laughs> he is actually sneaky starting to. Build a real Hall of Fame resume now. I was going to Think ask about you this that. Now. Right. Think about the second though. It, it may sound silly at first, but this is the guy right now that not to me already has. Know. No, he already has five All NBA selections. Okay. Okay. Probably, probably going to six one this year because a, a lot of voters I see out there that have, have confessed that they voted for him for All, all NBA team again this year. That's six. Okay. If, if something happens, he's made, he's made the All he made the All Star game six times also on top on top of that too. You know what I mean? He has an NBA Finals appearance as well. You know his his career in a lot of ways. I'm looking at it right now, somewhat similar to Reggie Miller in a sense. Not saying the same style, obviously. I'm just saying in terms of just the the track in terms of the impact, accomplishing like, things like that. Right? Well, it, yeah, it's very well, similar. If you would if you would ask me that question of who he reminds me of, I would have a different answer. Oh, to what, to what, Mr. Iverson there. I am. <laughs> I'm just saying in terms of the, the 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 way their career style play totally different. Reggie Miller was a an elite three point shooter and all that. Jimmy's a grinder. 
Jimmy's a, is an efficient player. I'm just saying in terms of just the, the trek of the career, in terms of because Reggie's another guy also too that was a good regular season player, but a fantastic playoff performer. Right. Well, and, and that's why I make the Iverson comparison. It's yes. in the bubble or or wherever it is yeah. where the Heat made their move and made their run. It was all on Jimmy's back. Now, right. granted, there was a big man that made a difference. I'm going to take Bam Adebayo any day of the week over Matt Geiger doubled with 576-year-old yeah. Dikembe Mutombo. I get that. Yeah. Either way, it's interesting I juxtapose these two teams, Ernest Christian, because they're two coaches there that are each and running for the most underrated coaches of all time in the damn NBA. I said it. Oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Third language, my ass. <laughs> hey, you're building, you're building the credibility again, bro. I love it. <laughs> no, I, and I mean, I, 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 to be honest, I did talk about that a little bit with Darrell Owens on the last pod. Bing! Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, Spoltz is amazing. Pat Riley has got to be one of the best executives of our time. I, I really think an argument should for him to be should, should be made for him to be in the Hall of Fame, not just as a coach, but an executive as well, if that's possible and plausible. I don't know, but I would can't. I, I agree. I agree with that. But, but but let me say this though too. Also, when it comes to yeah. Spoelstra too, especially, and a lot of Heat fans might give me some shit, shit for this also, but I'll say it anyway. I think Riley gets too much credit for the Heat teams beyond LeBron and whatnot. Like to me, what the Heat has done post LeBron 2014, you know, staying staying relevant for one. Yes, Riley is, is obviously the, the 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 head the headmaster of all that. Right, we we, we get all that. But to me, Spoelstra ultimately is the one that's really driving the ship here. You think about it. Like, Riley's still heavily involved. I'm not knocking Pat Riley here. But Spolstra is also heavy in the scouting. He, he's, he's, he's also good at, you know, look, look at this, the current team right now, if they win tonight, the game starts in five minutes, for example. Okay? Right. Be, now, granted, Giannis was half the series. Obviously, we get all that. They're doing this with six undrafted players. Six undrafted players. And Tyler a, Hero out, he, by the way. If we're going to yes, talk about injuries. And, 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 old, and Old Depot. Thank and you. Old, yeah. old Depot. Which, okay. I mean, um, that's really not really news or anything because Old Depot is always out, but a whole other question. But he was he was a big key to the team last year in the playoff run, too. But right. my point is, this has been a theme that's been going on with for a, a, quite a while now. Undrafted players and building up these 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 guys, and they get contracts elsewhere, like Hassan Whiteside. and Kevin Love are combined 10,576 years old, okay? Yeah. I, I think it's no, there's no question now that Spolster is a top 10 all-time coach. That, 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 that's just, that's, that's that. If you, you, you do, do, the, do the math, you do the homework here. I mean, anybody that knows basketball will tell you that you look at all the, and, and for the record, there, there really aren't really all that many elite coaches in NBA history anyway to begin with. Right. You, you, you really break it down. Because I have Spoles, to be honest, in there. I can't think of nine guys I'd take again ahead of Spoltz already. There I you mean, go. Unless, unless you're going super historic with guys, you know, would I put Lenny Wilkins ahead of him? No. Would I put Chuck Daly ahead of him? No. Well, you Daly, but probably the only one I probably push back and, and give him that I, and i'm not saying it wouldn't be a good debate right but in today's nba yeah where you can't get away on bully on, on bully tactics spoltz is the dude i'll say right? daily i will say to, to your credit though daily and spoltz are comparable two sure. guys won two titles multiple final appearances you know has had longevity and all that so yeah listen if this were still the 90s maybe i would say spoltz is amazing but he's not chuck daily cool but you know, I can't do that. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take Spoltz ahead of the alleged Zen master. That guy has always had the groceries bought for him. Somebody raided Whole Foods and asked him to bake. 
that ain't nothing to me. It's Larry funny. Brown it's, is a better coach than him. It, it, I said it. It's funny I'm, because, like, you know, like I one of the most, you know, controversial opinions I had for years is that I'm not knocking Phil Jackson here. I'm not knocking Phil at all. But I do think I'm just I do, giving perspective I, on because, yeah, I do think, like, we talk about people say, oh, great coach of all time is Phil Jackson. Why? Because he has uh, 11 rings. That to me, that's lazy. Like, yes, yeah. he gets he gets credit for those rings. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. But to me, the reason I get oh, I was getting Popovich, Pop, Popovich, I'm telling you more credit for his rings and what he's done is because he is taking that team, stretched that team as far as he could, rebuilt teams also on top of that. You know, Phil Jackson took ready made teams that were just they were there already. Like the Bulls in 89 90 were ready, were the top four team in the league. They just needed 100%. an extra lever. There was no rebuild there. Lakers too. He took up a Lakers team that was right there, top four team in the league. I mean, they, they, they brought in they brought in Phil because it was cheaper to hire a coach and With a team therapist. Right. You know, yeah. so and, and listen, I am not, I am not taking anything away from a dude that has to try to navigate um administrating, for lack of a better word. Dennis Rodman or yeah. trying to, to 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 find it through the Kobe Shaq beef and still turn rings out. I get yeah. that's amazing. But by the way, you know, and it, it see when we're talking, I was talking with Darrell Owens about um Larry Brown and how he really isn't comparable because you know he all he had was a bunch of even keel guys on his squad, you know, Rashid Wallace. Yeah. Definitely when I think even keel, a guy who's in no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so but I, 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 you know, and I think you really got to give Pop the top spot in coaching, right? Yeah. I, I mean, but uh, if I'm leaving people out, listen, at the SOTG comment here on the yeah. thing, whatever, you know, um, you want to put Red Arbuck on the list by default? All right, yeah. I'm cool with that. Play the foundation defense. I'm all right with that. Um, but I, I, I would take Pop. I would take Red Arbuck. I would take Larry Brown. And I can't. I'm hard pressed to think of other dudes I would take um, over Spolstra. Right. You know that's. No, I'm that's, with you. I'm with you. I, I don't know about going as far as like saying you know he's Phil. He's better than Phil. I, that, that's the argument of the day. I but will. I, but and that's okay. I, I respect that. I do respect that. But I will say that I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to say right. I'm not going to say that Phil Jackson's overrated. But I think people do overrate him. Therefore, he is overrated. I mean, you have you still like, he still won a lot of rings, though. And you still he's, he's still his value. It's just that this paint is white. What the fuck? Like, you no. know, it's just that I, I just you think the value on my show. This is your fault. <laughs> I'm trying to be good tonight. I'm trying to be good tonight. I'm trying. To good tonight. <laughs> I'm, trying I'm trying. No, but I, I I do think like again, you know, he's you give him credit for his value. The value he brought to those teams, though, go beyond just the X's and O's. So. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And listen, if, if, I mean, if Spolstra isn't coaching this group, this group ain't doing it. I don't care no. if you got Jimmy Butler or not. No, you know. I, yeah. By my breaking news, the Knicks sort of advanced to the, to the semifinals. And remember when the Lakers were only down one? Yes. Not anymore. 25. Now, now they're, now they're up. No, they're down 25. They're down. How the hell did that happen? I don't know. This has happened. They're down one. Holy one snap. So you sure that's not a typo from someone? See, see, no, no, I'm watching the game right now. It's on TV. <laughs> Holy guacamole! Like if I yeah. wasn't doing a show, I'd break into the box score and see the play-by-play. Okay, All right. So, <laughs> you know, okay. Well, uh, you know, they'll just go back to LA. It's fine. Uh, and, 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 and they'll close out there. You know, like I said, I think LA is better right now. That's playing the better. It's better. They're a better, better, better team right now. Yeah. But what they've done this year, you know, literally rearranging their team on the fly like that, you know, is 
fantastic. You know, Rob Polinka, I, I gave him hell before the year started, you know, for the team put together last two years. Got him credit for finding a way to move Westbrook, who's, by the way, Westbrook found a home in, with the Clippers. Great yeah. fit there for the record. Um, they got to find way. They, they got to find a way to sign that guy. Who knew um, that the best group was across the street, right? <laughs> right, but they but they found role players, and then of course AD stays healthy. LeBron, promotion stays healthy. They they they're a problem. I can't argue with that. No, um, I don't think they will. And you know, Danny Thompson made the point uh, last week that AD, or, yeah, AD and LeBron, when they stay healthy. In a playoff series, the Lakers have let to, yet to lose. This is correct. But I don't think that's going to happen. And yeah. This, I didn't get to ask um, Mark about this. Okay. But everybody tells me that the Suns are, are pointless because of KD and his injury history. And I believe him. I, I'm not a Suns guy here. Listen, I haven't cheered mm-hmm. for the Suns since... Uh, they got well. That's not true. I liked I like Stoudemire and 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 Nash and that group that got screwed over with the score table incident. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't been a big Suns big Suns guy since Dan Marley left the team with Barkley and Kevin Johnson and Danny Age and that group. Um, Cedric Sabalos, Oliver Miller, blah blah blah. Um, a few other permutations after. Let's be fair. Fair. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. it wasn't all the Paul Westfall era, is what I'm saying. But right. now, see, I'm really dropping names. Ernest is like, I'm impressed. Anyway. I love it. Um, don't ask me too many current coaches. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, who's this coach? A guy who likes to shoot threes. I don't give a damn. Yeah. Um, no, but why is it we make this injury concern of KD perfectly acceptable, but we aren't holding it to the Lakers? Because I'm not hearing anybody going, oh, well, that's cute. The Lakers win the first round, but. It won't matter after that. No, everybody's like Lakers to the championship. Bulls. Well, I, I know. well, if you're comparing the two, like AD, this is who he has always been from the year he came to the NBA. That's the issue. Like, yes, I, I, I'll agree with KD's recent history. Injury has been a problem. Yes, sure. But KD more times than not have has, has been been available at, at the end of the year. Like two years ago when they were literally a, a finger fingernail from a toenail from being to the conference finals, he was there. <laughs> Where he did his best tone low. Right. James James Harden was not there, and he he was Kyrie Irving. So KD, at the very least, can say, well, I've been healthy and and what I need to be. AD always. His missing is a big reason why uh, the Warriors lost the the finals. Well, yeah. You're right. Again, that was, was you know, one of the few times where, like, AD, you know, he came back for game five and he got hurt again. Right. Um, And I argue if he's he's healthy that series, they they, they three-peat. Okay, great. The the way Nelson was that series. If if Scarlett Johansson knew who I was, we'd be married. Next question. Like, <laughs> I get it. No, but when when you compare it when you compare it to two though, Kyle, um, AD is always hurt. Like AD, I don't think he's played seventy one seventy games more than once in his career. I can't say of AD that there is an OKC era where he is carrying that team on his back and getting the ball from uh, uh, Russell Westbrook um, before it was cool. But I would also ask. Why isn't we're not saying that same question where the the labor used to be divided in OKC? He wasn't the man. He was one of three, right? Harden before it was cool was there, right? Russell right. Well, well, the show. I, I think we also I think, I think we recognize him as the man, but Russell was a fantastic number two. Like it, it was it was almost it was closer to it wasn't one A one B between him and Russ, but yeah. it was closer to one A one B. Give people get credit for. You know, well, well, that's the say. only way you can use that term True. and not it makes sense. yell down like a punk 
bleep and bleep that you are. Yeah. Anyway. No, but but with AD, like in eighty two, also this is face it, like he's a. In my opinion, I I remember doing podcasts about this back in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Like when when LeBron was starting to get older, we started saying, okay, who's the next guy in line? Like we t- we talked about Steph Curry and this. Yeah. I will say AD was the next guy in line, the next guy, the number one face of the league at the time, but he could not stay healthy. He's supposed to honestly, Anthony Davis by virtue of talent is supposed to be the greatest power forward of all time. By virtue of talent. So so you're trying to say he should be he should be Nivis- Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Good. I, 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 I don't know that they have a similar playing style. I was kind of going yeah, with he, the- he's more talented than Tim Duncan. Pure talent. Okay. But, we- I, but, I, would never, but I would never put him over at Tim Duncan on the list. Hell, I, I won't put him ahead of Charles Barkley or Kevin Garnett because he can't stay healthy. Okay. And like, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, well, and no, KD's a good one too. I, I don't I don't really put Duncan in there because I mean Duncan wasn't prolific from beyond three, right? Like, yeah, but he didn't need to. That the era he played into, he didn't really need to. Also, he came before that became a really a big thing with those those guys that size. And, and, and Duncan is good. Him, him and Jordan both would have trained to make threes if it was yeah. necessary. Duncan had a good mid range game though. Duncan could hit a three when he needed to. Like he'll hit a three or random three, but he had a good mid range game. And and TD like part of the reason why I put him put him ahead of, ahead of Kobe like, like slightly in my list is because. Number one, that's gonna never, shot. never miss the playoffs ever, ever, ever. Also, also has as many rings as Kobe does for the record. People forget yes. that. Five, but but he did his job differently. He was not a flashy guy. He just came in. He's, he was literally a lunchfield guy. He came in, did, did his job, won titles, and left. The big fundamental is yeah. not just a clever nickname, right? Can... You, we, we talk about six and zero, oh, right? You talk about six and zero oh, about Jordan, and people talk about Jordan being six and zero. Oh. Tim Duncan is a Ray Allen shot away from being six and zero himself in the finals. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> oh, say the line. What, look, go heat, bitch. How do oh, you? you right oh, 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 oh. The, game, the game was started. That's why I, was, I, hope, I, was, I wanted you told me to say that. Oh, that too. Like, I mean, <laughs> Ray Allen, I'm assuming you're referring to go heat, bitch. Maybe not. You can't see me. Yeah, I can't see what you're thinking. You never say yeah, go heat, bitch. Right. Anyways, so. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> So, uh, the Heat, I'll put it this way. Okay. They don't close it tonight. I don't think so. Okay. That, in my mind, makes game six in Miami a must win because if it goes back to Milwaukee, 4-7, the Bucks have win are winning it. Absolutely. Oh well, without question. Have a great fact, show, everybody. Hey. And, 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 and I'll go further than that. As, okay. as, a, as, a, as a, look, I'm trying not to get too emotional about this because I'm, I'm a Heat fan, obviously. So I, I, you know, go Heat, bitch. I'm still skeptical they can close the deal because, hmm. again, and, and look, I what they've done is they've done a great job here. They won, won a big game four, but it's not lost on people that Giannis did miss half this series already. Right. It's not like they lost their best player. They lost the best player in the league half the series. Okay. He is the best player in the association right now. Okay. That matters. Okay. Yeah. So the Heat got a shortcut to a 3 1 lead now. Now, granted, game four, what they did was fantastic. Like, winning that game in the way they did, you know, great job by Jimmy and company. They, yeah, if it goes six games, I hope it goes. I was hoping it ends tonight, obviously, but I don't see it happening. 
Game yeah. six. Game six is. It's already five to two. Uh, their season's over. Kind of like the uh, the Sixers. Sixers. Over. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Matt. Sorry, Matt. Matt. Matt was talking about selling tickets for the next playoff series. I'm like, buddy, the season's over. You're getting. By the way, that that quote I was misquoted. I just said that they're, if you're in trouble because it's hard. That's I. Come on, Philadelphia's be fine. Come on, y'all. Y'all like to pick on me for this, these little takes I take, dude. <laughs> speaking of Philly. How in uh-huh. the flying hell is anybody trying to convince me any other anybody other than Joel Embiid was MVP relevant? I mean, you st- I mean, you, you consider obviously Jokic, who had a fantastic year, triple double the whole nine. Right. I mean, he was better this year. He was the first, the last two MVP years. I get why he's a candidate. Let's not get it twisted, right? But the fact that that the Joel Embiid had to cross the finish line late when he's literally scoring in a way that big men haven't scored in four decades. Yeah, including this decade where big men are now irrelevant, right? Centers are tantamount in my mind to running backs in the NFL this day and age. If you got someone big, that's adorable. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Ronnie Cycli could be a Greg Ostertag could be a far more successful big man in this era. For goodness sake, mm-hmm. I know they don't shoot, but big men aren't asked to do anything anymore except grab the occasional the board. They're not asked to score. They're they're supposed to kick it out after the board and let someone else chuck it from the cheap seats, right? Like, how is how is this not even just a slam dunk case already? This is the example of people misusing data and analytics. Period. Point blank. End of story. Well, I mean, you, you look. I, I if I had a vote, I vote MB myself. In fact, I would vote MB last year. <laughs> I said last year I usually wouldn't be. But but again, it's not a knock on Jokic. I, I think if you make a case, make a case. But I don't I don't want to use that to knock Jokic the other is a great guy. Player. I think he has good player. He's a great player. Excuse me. Thank you. You know what? You're right. He's a great player, but I feel like he's going to have the same problem that uh, Russell Westbrook has as far as his personality. I think that's going to prevent him. You think so? From getting over the. I do. I do. Um, you know. Now, granted, I could be proven wrong. He could lure a big, uh, a big uh, uh, star to be a Robin. You know, with him at some point, but he right has a good team around. He has a couple of really high IQ players around him. You know, Jamal Murray is a good player. Obviously, Aaron would you Gordon. Call him a star. I would call Aaron Gordon star. I know that. I know the Magic tried to try to make that fetch happen, and it did. Very talented though. But you, you put those guys on. It's, it's kind of like so. so the, the the good comp here for that will be the 2011 Dallas Mavericks that won a title. You know, Dirk obviously was a star. Yes, yeah, Jason Kidd, but he was right way past his prime at that point. Okay, but you put a lot of high IQ guys around that, Eric that team. Juwan, Juwan Howard? No, Juwan Howard's not on the team. No, no, no that, that was you talking about Josh Howard, but that was the 06 team. No, Howard, that right. team, that team had Jason Kidd, that team had Deshaun Stevenson, uh, um, um, Jason, Jason Terry, who was six man a year, I think, that year. Yeah. Um, so that that team was a really good high IQ team, similar to also to the mid 90s Houston Rockets. People say, "Oh, Clyde Drexler." Was, yeah, Clyde Drexler was, was also back in his career too at, at that point. Yeah, and yeah. only and only played half the year in '95 for the record. Um, so you, the Nuggets got kind of sort of built that way, but a lot younger and a lot better players, in my opinion. Yeah, I the the they got well right. It's the a lot better players part though, EJ. Like that. I mean, that's what that's what I'm trying to say. They the, the listen, Joker can be a tide that lifts some ships. I'm hearing mm-hmm. that. You know, just like Iverson got Matt Geiger and Eric Snow to the damn finals. Okay. Hey, don't hit him, Matt Geiger. We, we, we drafted him <laughs> in Miami in yeah, 93. And, and he didn't even last long enough on your team to be, to karate chop uh, Shaquille O'Neal and break his no, wrist no. in that uniform. But I digress. Yeah. 
That's the only thing that Matt Geiger's famous for. Okay. Overall, you there have been better big men in Miami. Alonzo Mourning, to name one of a few. Ronnie Cycle. I mean, I wasn't gonna go full Ronnie. I, lo- I love I love Ronnie Cycle. I think he's very underrated. In that era, he was a second tier guy in that era. Double, I mean, it, he even even in his twilight, he he made a difference playing for the Magic too. Yeah, dude, the, the guy was always in, in an era where you had Ewing, Robinson, Shaq, you name it, you go across the board, Elijah one. He was always in the top five of rebounding every year. Every year, top five rebounding. You have listen th- these guys, and, and then you have Cycle. <laughs> like, wow. I, I, listen, listen, listen. I'm more than happy to have the uh, the why the '90s is better episodes with you. Now is not the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but Denver, but, but I do think Denver and Phoenix is going to be an interesting story because better roster top to bottom is definitely Denver. Top heavy, you're going to go Phoenix with Booker and Durant, and of course Aiton when he when he shows up. So that's going to be a that's going to be a fascinating series. Yeah, I I, I can get behind that. And, and well, and, and I mean. DeAndre Ayton, like the, the knock on him as I hear it is he plays when he's interested. I mean, Correct. so with that in mind, how much longer is he even going to be on the damn squad? Well, they just, they just resigned him to a, a new deal uh, this past summer. So, oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then I guess they better do something to get his butt interested. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's, he's productive. I'll, I'll give him that. But he's he should be better than he, than he, he is right now. He was the one picking the draft a couple years ago. Speaking of better than he is. I know people have been talking smack on Tyrone Poole and all that. Uh, on who? <laughs> on Poole with the signing and, and him getting all the uh, money. Uh, or Jordan Poole, I mean? Or Jordan Poole. I said right. Poole, my bad. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Poole uh, yeah. and all that, which leads me to the Warriors in particular. I like this. Um, First of all, I'm still not used to seeing the Kings logo in the playoffs, buddy. It's amazing, though. It's an amazing story, isn't it? <laughs> it's an amazing story. It really is. I gotta, I gotta do more research on De'Aaron Fox and these guys, man. No, but but they, but they are. I, 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 I was, I said all you on my podcast. Like, they, they are my, my a top five league pass watch every night. I, I, I was still late to watch them on, on the West Coast because it was so fun to watch. I was not asleep in the process, but yeah. Wow, like okay, I, it's, it's, I'm, I'm doing my best, Captain America. <laughs> I'll put it on the list. You know, I'll be honest. I have not watched Kings basketball, how they got here. I needed Danny mm-hmm. Thompson to fully explain it to me last yeah. week. And he gave me, they got an excellent pick and roll pairing with the left hand, which is adorable. And is the kind of thing that can break a league, but come on, really? Well, we yeah. kind of, we, they were always a, a team with a lot of raw talent. This could put it all together. You bring in Mike Brown, a guy who's one. Yeah. Styles' assistant coach, all that, and one coach of the year with Cleveland with LeBron, LeBron's first stint in Cleveland. So you have all that, okay? You know, you get so you bring that. To me, getting some bonus was was, I mean, it's good for both teams. Them in Indiana, you know, you trade out Halliburton, who's doing good things in Indiana, but Sabonis with Darren Fox, that pick and roll, what DT said by the way was absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Darren Fox was actually clutch player, of the, clutch player of the year this year, led the league with clutch points. Um, that that team is fun to watch. Young horses there. I mean, this. I mean, the Warriors Kings is easily the best series of the first round so far. Yeah, well, and, and I'll say it this way: if if the Warriors weren't such a good home team, and say what you will about Steph Curry, mm-hmm. man, yeah, he, he, why people don't give him more of a knock of stepping up uh, than they do, especially with the way they victimized LeBron for years for it. I don't yeah. know, um, but I, I'll put it this way: I don't feel like. The Kings have the proper 
lineup assembly, whatever you will, to do the intimidation thing to Steph Curry and kind of knock him off his game and body him around and 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 make him right. They're not a, they're not a physical team. It, it is, right. This is obviously a race between two teams. You know, the the, the Kings' youth is is supposed to be what is what's driving this series for them more than else. The question is going to be: Can Clay step up, which he has in the moments? Can Jordan Poole step up, which has been very spotty? So. Right. Steph is going to get his. Steph is going to eat every night. and might slice it. It's it's everybody else behind him. With Jay, uh, with, with Jaymond, with Draymond being suspended, huge night in that game uh, right. to ensure that they did not give up a home game. Which you know the axiom probably better than I do that no series truly starts until someone wins on the road. Correct. Which is why people cared more about your Heat first. Go Heat, bitch. But which is why tonight's game is the is the key to this whole series because the winner does. I think the winner's game tonight is going to win the series. If, if Golden State wins tonight, they win the series in six. In six, probably. I, I don't see them losing at home. I think a young ten, a young ten of the Kings who I respect very much and did a good job. Yeah. Um. You know, this a loss tonight would, would be devastating mentally. And you talk about a team that that is we are still in the middle of the dynasty. Yeah. Four times eight years. That's a dynasty, you yeah. know. That so they have the, the proven commodity. They're the proven commodity here, so the, yeah. they have. They know what's going on. Whereas, yeah. Whereas, I mean, if the the Kings, they may be the higher seed, but I, I believe the Warriors were favored in the series. You know, correct. And, and this is this is what injury and old age do, and 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 what is it? Load management, whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, I get it, man. Ernest Christian, hoop talk, baby. Yeah, love, love it, man. Bye, missing the pod, man. We got to be back on soon. We've been trying to do it, but things come. You've been very busy with the draft and everything else, and you, know, you got the mock draft team. Been doing a couple of weeks now, and you know, so I, I get that. That's right. The student of the game, real mock draft. Yes, um, correct. The the, the the one person on the huddle up panel that wasn't somehow directly involved. Did you consume it and enjoy it? I'm not, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I like that answer. I'm not like done yet. Answer. I think I'm, I'm going to finish it probably tomorrow because uh, tomorrow is obviously tomorrow is the NFL draft. So I'm going to boom, 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 finish it I just want the record to show that Darrell Owens has said that his Packers probably would have made a similar pick two spots up. Um, so don't let that spoil your fun. <laughs> um, we got a lot, but by now, when once we uh, this draft is over, uh, we have a lot to talk about. I'm sure we'll get you back on the podcast very soon, next week or two, and just kind of recap everything that's going on in the offseason. Oh, you mean for the Student of the Game report on the oh, yeah. podcast? Bing! Yeah, exactly. We get, it's been a couple months since we've done that. I mean, well, right. And then it's been a bit since we've done, you know, the 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 Huddle Up podcast, too. Bing! Yeah. So I'm not sure if you meant that or not. You know, well, that well, that also, too. So that, that, that as well. But definitely yeah. the Earth podcast and, you know, you're not chopping shopping about things in general. Well, hey, listen. Well, no matter the tool in question, it's always time. Ernest Christian, tell the people where you can be found. <laughs> as you said, as I said, Earth Week Podcast goes all podcast plat- plat- yeah, platform. Excuse me. Um, I am on Twitter at EJ Christian Seven. Um, my YouTube page, especially my YouTube page at Ernest at Ernest uh, Christian on YouTube. Um, other than that, man, go heat, bitch. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, I love being on the show, man. Glad having me here. I'm talking hoops, of course, of my one of my passions. So. Yeah, man. No, listen. I, I as much as much as I don't understand it, I know how I feel during uh, December and bowl season and NFL playoffs getting decided and all that. Mm-hmm. It's the most wonderful time of the year. All of that, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll be experiencing that with uh, Bill Carroll as he does it for the draft. As I host Team NBS Media's draft show in the first night. Oh, nice. Uh, you know him and. Uh, sensei jeff barnes so you can watch the draft but if you find their analysis annoying 
we got you. Um, okay. Chances are Sensei Bill and, or excuse me, Professor Bill and Sensei Jeff will probably make better uh, analysis than anything you hear. Anyways, except for maybe Joel Klatt, but that's a separate question. Well, Joel Klatt's Anyways, awesome. yeah, no, he's, he's amazing, man. Listen, yeah. I, um, I, I agree with him. I think you're definitely going to see uh, three quarterbacks, if not the first four, probably the first three. I think the Cardinals trading out should be what it is. But yeah. you, whenever anybody hears this, they'll be able to tell me whether I'm wrong or not because the draft hasn't happened yet. And if you listen to this on the pod, the draft may have happened. Certainly, you would have seen me in a tie on that show by then if you were looking at this on a podcast. But True. in order to do that and talk that smack, you have to find me, Kyle Nash, the student of the game, on Twitter as the SOTG, on Instagram as the same, at the SOTG. Find me on Facebook as the student of the game. Check out my writings with the three-point conversion as throughout the season I have covered the XFL. Good times all the way around. Um, EJ Christian claims he doesn't have time, but let's be honest, no really actually good playoff basketball happens on a weekend. That's a joke. But the XFL playoffs <laughs> are good. And I know you do split screens, hippie. You need to observe the beer snake. Okay? DC Defender. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll, we'll have you on the pod in a couple weeks. We'll talk about the XFL and, and give me some pros and cons and all that stuff. Woo! Okay. Um, hey, we'll listen, do that. Even, even Guardians head coach Terrell Buckley, when I asked him when he could, what could be better, he didn't have a whole lot to say. So that's and by the way, that, that is also Florida State great, Terrell Buckley. That's right. The I'm whole 20, thing. 27. No sense for you promoting The Rock like you do, trying to be uh, okay, Noler. Anyways, by the way, uh, <laughs> I heard I heard uh, for all your conspiracy theories and stuff that you try to bring up on your pods, I heard you're also starting a lawn service. Tell the people what it is. Don't be nervous. Tell them about the grassy knoll, the brand new uh, lawn service that you're. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, conspiracy theories and knoll fanhood. Ernest EJ Christian in a nutshell. Um, of course, you can check out my writings as well with the black and gold banneret. A lot of movement, a lot of transfers uh, lately, incoming, outgoing. My heart is completely broken that Destiny Thomas is transferred out of the women's basketball program, but that's okay. I wish her well as she joins, uh, rejoins, I should say, her coach, um, uh, Coach Katie Ab Abrahamson Henderson, Coach Abe, as I've come to know her. So anyways, um, if you're looking at that, and of course, football transfers, it's not just women's basketball. There's a lot going. I got to show love to all sports where I can, EJ Christian. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, but check that out, blackandgoldbanneret.com, the Night Shift podcast. We had to change the name because Vox branding and whatever. Uh, yeah. And, of course, my man, Dalton Tinklenberg with the Scouting Depot, is on his way, if not in KC, currently for A7BN Sports at the draft himself. So look out for that material if you haven't caught it yet. That'll be – that winter is coming, of course, with A7BN Sports and the three-point conversion. I do cover the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm not sure exactly the time yet, but I think I'll be turning the AFC South as well to analyze the draft this weekend with the general – I'm in talks with him. I don't know when exactly that the time on that is, but look out for that as well. <clears throat> and, hey, any opportunity to throw shouts to the general, Mike Patton, is always a good thing as he tours the AFC South. Um, so with all that in mind, thanks, of course, to Madman Mark's Man, Mark Mancini. Thanks to, hey, I got a Twitch comment from Diggs BTW 7 Another 7, by the way, Ernest Christian 7. Thank you, EJ, for coming aboard, talking some hope. Absolutely. Absolutely and making man. it all around the sports world. I had a lot of fun with it. 
and I only talk beautiful schmack, and EJ did get me to curse on my show, so it's my own damn fault. I got to mark this itch ish rather yes, that is definitely your fault <laughs> now, me, i could say it was aggravated assault but it's still on me um but yes listen until next time everybody class dismiss